like, fuck, who, who gets to be felt up by J-Lo on the big screen? Like, me. Me no. and Ben Affleck, A-Rod. And <laughs> I don't know what other women. I don't know what other women, but that's not my business. Right. It's not, it's not you. You can't help but be the chosen one, you know? I can't help what it. Can you do? There's some golden titties, right? They're famous. Yeah. Hey there, this is Pussy Empowered Podcast, and I'm your host, Alyssa Aparicio. I'm equal parts Bronx bitch and mountain witch. I believe that when you untame your pussy, you access your power. As the CEO of Pussy Empowered, I hold space for women to do this with a holistic approach that incorporates mind, body, emotion, and spirit. As an erotic performer and choreographer, I surrender to new heights of embodied, expressed art and performance. On this podcast, I share about my approach to pussy power and interview fellow paradigm-shifting badasses about theirs. Ooh, this is such a fun episode with someone who I fangirled pretty hard before we connected, and maybe even now that we're connected, Jack the Stripper. She has made a career of being out as a stripper, an illustrator, a comedian. She was a consultant on Hustlers, the movie, and... She has a lot of fun stories from that experience, along with insight that she's gained over her journey. I think you're going to really enjoy this episode. Listen in. Hi. Hey. Hello. I'm so happy you're here. I'm so happy to be here, too. I love all of your colors. Um, yes. I mean, you know, actually what's really interesting is you did an illustration of me the, uh, like last year Mm -hmm, and you did it with pink hair. Yeah. And it was kind of a foreshadowing because I wasn't even thinking about having pink hair at that point. And now I do. Well, this is a filter. So it's amplified pink, but it's also pink underneath the filter. So I love that. <laughs> your witchy powers you foreshadow. Can on it. live? You can. Yeah, wow. I think you can what even actually do it like? while you're live. Let's look cute. Yeah. Whatever. I just, <laughs> I just came from swimming in the, in the lake. So I'm cute. Oh, my anyway. gosh. That sounds First. amazing. This is cute. That this sounds is cute. so good. Yeah, right. this is cute. This is very summery. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just saying before you hopped on that yesterday was actually the one year anniversary of this podcast, Pussy Empower Podcast, beginning. And when I started it, you know, I had a list of people who I would love to have on it, and you were on that list. And so it's like such a cool way to get to celebrate the year anniversary. And so happy that you're taking the time to be here with us. And I'm gonna try to not like sound like a fangirl even though I kind of am <laughs> well fangirl a little bit because it feels good for me too okay uh, good good I was I was actually gonna wear your merch <laughs> thank you so much it's yeah, it's been really huge. fun whole year that's commitment you did it yes and it's been so fulfilling and so much fun to get to talk to to people like you who do such badass shit in the world and You've been a really big inspiration for me. So I'm going to I'm going to intro you in officially. Yes. So this is Jack the Stripper and she is a comedian, artist, illustrator, well that's under artist too, author. You have I have your striptastic book on my coffee table. Mm-hmm. Uh how uh, what's how to not be a dick in the strip club. That's the official title, right? How um, to not be a dick <laughs> in the strip club, yeah. Yes, very very important. Very important work. The Beaver Show, The Inquisit- Inquisitive Stripper. Yeah. You do merch. You've been a consultant, a stripper mm-hmm. consultant. I don't know if that's the actual official title. A consultant for the stripping yeah. roles uh, in Hustlers, the movie, which is so cool. 
and yeah. um and now you're a retired stripper and mostly working on your art correct yeah, yeah. which is really really inspiring to watch that progression and see all the avenues that you've taken so you're just really dope and I um when I was beginning when I was like thinking about stripping I came across your book and your work and it really just blew the lid off of what my perceptions were around stripping like it was kind of just something that nobody was talking about and not in a way that was I don't know, there was the way that you brought in feminist theory and feminism into the conversation. Like, I just wasn't hearing that before I saw you do it. So oh, I was yeah. really inspired by that. Yeah, thank you. <sighs> it's, yeah. Stripping I mean, was, was, was such a wild journey for me. I'm so grateful I walked into the club. and Because I, I, was, I was a shitty feminist. I'm sure I still am a shitty feminist some days. You know, we all, we're all constantly growing, but my perceptions of what a strip club and a stripper's experience was going to be like was unsavory. And then I did it and I was like, well, there are plenty of unsavory moments, but generally this job is better than any other job I've had. Mm. Yes, really though. Yeah. So that was what struck me too, because I feel like the way that you just said, um, you said a bad feminist. Is that the words you use? I think I said, just shitty, said it feminist. A second ago. <laughs> shitty feminist. But I, I feel I really relate to that. So I only took a couple women's studies classes in college. But I felt like I was, I just felt like I was being slut shamed. I don't know how to say it. Like, I just didn't feel like I felt empowered and like, I'm all about empowerment. But I felt like in that space, there was just this weirdness around sexuality. And so I think that, you know, there was, and I think this, this kind of wave that we're in right now in feminism is, is really addressing that whole slut shaming paradigm that was kind of the, the previous wave, right? That like yeah. there was so much horophobia and even in a lot of the canon, like in Audrey Lord's work, there is still horophobia and it's, changing I think I hope I feel like I want to be a part of the conversation where that change is happening and um yeah, yeah so I don't know if that's that's not really a question but it's to say like I guess what was that experience like for you of having um studied some women's studies and then taking it into the club and then really putting your own interpretation and spin and understanding of it out into the world yeah, so I almost failed my intro to women's studies class in summer school in university because, um, like, I almost – I, like, failed a lot in my first year of university because I was too busy getting drunk and, like, learning about my sexual power. So I was getting the real women's studies degree out on the streets of Montreal. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't a stripper yet. I was just, like, you know, being a slut. And – um and I took women's studies class and I was just like, what the fuck is this? like I now I'm sure I would sit there and really take it on. But I was 18 and I was like, what? What? Also, I, I just uh, critical thinking was a new was a newer concept for me. And and everything was so heady and wordy and everybody was talking and this elaborate language that I did not connect to. And I felt like feminism was this sort of elitist what we call the ivory tower of like this place of privilege where you sit and like circle jerk each other off with how smart you are. And I was like, Hmm, this is, this is 
is this, this is feminism. I don't know if I want it. And then, mm -hmm. you know, and like, that's, yeah, academia is interesting, right? Because there's so many cool ideas that come from it. But it's also like a bunch of bullshit of wealthy people who can afford to study. So you got to like hold that paradox and take what you will. And like I finished my degree in Russian literature. Like, I haven't even touched a Russian book since I graduated. I was like <laughs> tapped the fuck out after the end of that. And then I like, you know, became a stripper after. It wasn't like a big feminist act for me to become a stripper. I was just out of money. So mm. I, uh, mm -hmm. so I did it. And then I, and then like, uh, I really think it's interesting how like commerce, capitalism, all of these concepts in feminism all intersect with each other or fail to intersect and like how we're all living a lie of thinking we're fucking ethical people when we're all just like sucking the dick of capitalism every fucking day. And we're trying to figure out how we can suck the dick of capitalism on our own terms. And it's complicated mm. and it's always changing. And, uh, uh my feminism changes every day. Mm. And isn't that exciting? It's so boring when you, when you think you have like these fixed ideas, mm. like then, then like, we should just die. <laughs> Before we continue this conversation, here's a quick heads up about Pussy Empowered the Movement, a virtual membership program that meets weekly and provides a playground for self-discovery, liberated embodiment, and unapologetic expression. Join a community of badasses like yourself who are crafting a path of our own and living life on our own terms. To learn more, visit pussyempowered.com/jointhemovement right I, I i i really resonate with everything you just said so much and that's that's what i loved about coming to your work too because you you um you had so much humor in it and like you were facing the facts of i mean this is you know this is the paradigm that we're in consumerism yeah. and capitalism and it's like why why shouldn't we capitalize on the raw materials of our body if if it's being capitalized upon already like why the fuck wouldn't we take agency over it if we want to if that's what we feel called to do or if that i mean a lot of you know there's like i come to it from a place of privilege and i know mm -hmm. that there's a lot of people who don't come to to this work from a place of privilege privilege but i think telling a woman that capitalizing on the raw material of her body is not feminine. I mean, come on. Like that's, I mean, that's, that's <laughs> patriarchy being a cheap trick. They mm. don't want you to know that all you have to do is show someone your pussy and then your rent gets paid. And then you don't have to work for minimum wage. Like they don't want you to know there's a huge loophole in patriarchal <sighs> capitalism. They don't want you a to know. Huge and that's where loophole comes from. Mm. You, it's not even a huge loophole it's just like <laughs> yes. it's a loophole it's a loophole it's a loophole <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh uh, me me and my friend were laughing so much about you know um eating pussy is your civic duty that that one illustration that that you did just like yeah yeah, I don't know. That just popped into my hand when we were talking about holes. Um, you know, my I think favorite that topic. Was inspired. I think that piece was inspired by the L word. Did you watch the L word? The like. The I didn't actually. No. Oh my god. Okay. Well, I, I always say the L word made me gay because it did, and that and like coyote ugly. Um, mm. <laughs> but 
um, yeah, there was some sort of like art in the L word that like, kind of introduced me to feminist art through watching the L word because like one of the characters is like an art curator and there was some sort mm. of like, anyway, I don't even know. I'm just like, I like to cite my inspirational sources because I ha I just never used to and I think it's like part of the story of like where we get our ideas. But yeah, eating mm -hmm. pussy. Yeah, that is your civic duty. Absolutely. I cannot agree more. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about your journey of um, becoming a stripper? I know at this point, you're, you're past your stripping career, but it's still a part of you, right? Like, I'm it'll still always selling be my ass. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, like, I don't know how I'm not supposed to sell my ass. I'm literally painting my ass and my titties and selling it. So it's like, it's just a new iteration of what I've always done, which is like made money off of being myself. Mm. So my journey into stripping, I was like, I was in Australia, I was traveling, like I like, and I was just out of money. Australia is expensive. I was bartending there, but people don't tip in Australia. And Montreal is one of the most generous cities in the world for tipping. So I mm. got there and I was like, what the fuck is this 10 cent tip on a drink? This is some bullshit. So I, um, I just like decided to fuck it. I became a stripper because nobody would find out. And, uh, you know, 12 years later, I think everybody found out. Um, <laughs> I told them I beat it over their heads. I've told everyone many times. So yeah, mm -hmm. I just kind of walked into it. Like a lot of young women who need money walk into stripping. You are on your ass and you're tired of this shit. And you're like, fuck it, I'm going to do it. And I was so far away from home that I felt like I had enough privacy to make that decision. And uh, it changed my whole life. It was just like so interesting. I thought it was good. I thought I was walking into hell. This is like, I really was like, oh my God, everyone's going to be high. Everyone's going to like have knives in their pockets. Every man is a sexual predator. First of all, every man is a sexual predator. At least there's bouncers. You know, like there's just so many ways that you think a strip club is some sort of alternate hell when really you don't realize that we're living in a kind of hell under patriarchal capitalism. And this is the place where you get to go and fucking put your hand out and say, thank you, pay me. Mm. So that happened. And then like, like it was so empowering because I was like meeting all these girls in the club who were like, yeah, I just got back from like this town, this city, this country. This is the club where I worked. This is the kind of money you make. These are the rules. And it's just like this whole network in the dressing room of all over the world. And like all these girls were like, yeah, I danced in New York. And I was like, they're like, yeah. And there's, there's clubs where you don't need papers because like I'm Canadian. I didn't have papers at the time. Like I was working as an undocumented dancer for a long time, which is another level of stress. But like, yeah, you can just sort of go mm. anywhere. And I just sort of listened to the whispers of the dressing room and traveled the world <laughs> shaking my ass and wouldn't do it any other way. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and yeah. all of the stuff, I think like, stripping really inspired me to share because I was always a writer and I was always an artist but it was when I started writing about stripping and making art about stripping that people started paying attention and I love attention so I was like all right people want to hear about this so mm -hmm. I started sharing my story and I was writing first like I had a blog I had a tumblr r.i.p the sapphic stripper there's probably so much bullshit on there that I'm 
am probably embarrassed is still around, you know, like, but we all have one of those. We all have that. Yeah. So <laughs> there's that. And then I became Jack the stripper when I like became an American permanent resident and made art comics, did stand up comedy, missed that so much, but taking a break from it. And uh, it's just become whatever I want to do, I can do. And stripping, I guess I've always been pretty confident, but stripping is like your, <laughs> my friend, uh, what is her name on Instagram? Earth to Yo. She has, you know how we all have like five finstas. I'm like, how do I properly cite her? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Divine Rights, I think is her Instagram that I should plug here. But she was like, when you're a stripper, you're selling air. Like, you know, <laughs> she's like, and then later. So it's like, if you learn how to sell air, you can do anything. So I'm just <laughs> continuing to do anything. You can do anything. You don't have to show up with the confidence to be like, hello, would you like to purchase the dude? Would you like to give me money in exchange for this wonderful experience? And people are like, mm. fuck yeah. Mm. Take me on a ride. I want to go on the Ferris yeah. wheel. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't want to go yeah. on the Ferris wheel? Jack. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, super... I, I, I see myself in that story a lot. And like reading your story, the Beaver Show... Mm-hmm. gave me that look inside and it was like this actually seems like I could really enjoy this experience you know and it was scary beginning but mm-hmm. then but then you know and a lot of the concepts that you shared and the way that you shared them have stuck with me over the years too it's like yeah we walk out in the world in a short skirt and if we like if we like attention we're in danger on the street in that in that space and in the club there's bouncers like it 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 been such it's been such a sexual playground like a playground yeah. of expression um that i've been really grateful for because it's allowed me to experiment with what it's like to show up in my body in a sexual way and and of course like the experience of learning boundaries in a club because nobody teaches you boundaries outside of a club i don't know why that's not the first conversation we have but it's why like something that the you... first conversation we have you're right i don't fucking know yeah it's like then thrown into the ring of the strip club it's like i'm learning boundaries real quick here yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> um which was really interesting but yeah i don't i don't remember where i was going with that but just the the experience of of selling air which I love (laughs) it it just puts you in a really present place to to realize like sale what sales actually is energy exchange and how to navigate that outside of that space so I love Mm -hmm. hearing the way that you say how it informs everything else that you do and why wouldn't it you know yeah experience um, and I, so what I've been really inspired in witnessing you among the many things, obviously I've, I've said inspired many times already, but the, the fact that you've been public and open about your experiences, it took me a long time to get to a place where I felt comfortable to speak about it. Um, and I kept watching people like you do it so bravely and just sitting there like, oh my gosh, one day I'm going to be that brave. <laughs> and, you know, it was last summer when I finally was like, fuck it. I just don't want to there. It just felt like this whole area of my life that I couldn't talk about that was in the shadow. And I was like, but why? I'm proud of it. I enjoy it. Yeah. I want to talk about it. And I realized I was prote- I was like kind of protecting other people. And I was there was this weird, you know, a family and 
like also there's just this weird um force field of like you know what could happen if the government knows or i mean it's real but it's also taxes some of it is imagined taxes yeah yeah simple answers <laughs> right the fear is like what happens if they find out then they find out and then what like there are some really real repercussions like you could lose your children and things like that like there are some no joke mm. things but it's also like i don't know welcome out girl it's better mm, thank the you. weather's nice it's not always nice it's... but you meet more people when you can express yourself more authentically i um i have never totally. met so many uh like-minded women than I have in like the strip club or that have related to my art. And then we have become friends because it's a really vulnerable thing to share something that's stigmatized and to share a part of your sexuality. But the rewards in my experience outweigh the uh, risks. Mm. Yeah. I've I like life is so rich having shared this experience and being met with vulnerability of other totally badass femmes who are paving their own way in their own what right because mm. there's a confidence that comes from having done this work that it's so cool to see how other women have channeled it into their life after stripping you know and a lot of mm. people just stop talking about it like it never happened which I respect because it's like tedious and the stigma is real but it's really cool being like hearing what people have used their wiles for to and like how they've applied it elsewhere so many mm -hmm. success stories that i can't even share here because of stigma like this is why we right. got so far to go right yeah yeah but it's there yeah it's there and we just it's just like we're, we're increasingly able to talk about it yeah, if it wasn't for people paving the way, then I don't know that I would have felt comfortable even at this point. So, so thank you for being one of those people. And You're so welcome. It's my pleasure. I love being um, the first hot mess. <laughs> I love it. Emphasis on the hot. Being, yeah, I love it. Just, yeah, just, <laughs> I'm like, I will, yeah. My, I had my chart reading with Chani Nicholas, an icon, right? She gave me my birth chart reading a couple months ago. And she said, you always have to be hurling your, my Mars is in Aries. She said, you always have to be hurling yourself off of a metaphorical cliff in public. Mm. And I was like, yeah, that's right. So like, I get a real thrill out of taking a lot of risks and having an audience watching. So it's in yeah. the stars, guys. I'm uh, doing what I'm meant to be doing, which is also like fucking to. up a lot and learning a lot of lessons it also in public, like. It's never boring. <laughs> totally. Oh my yeah. gosh, I feel you so much on that. Like, there is a major exhibitionist, exhibitionist in me, and I mean, everybody knows it. Well, that's why, <laughs> right? that's it's why like... you're a stripper. Yeah. You're like, look at me go. Like, watch me be amazing, but also, like, watch me eat shit right now, and then watch me gracefully recover because that's what strippers do fall over all right? the time. And it, I had the best lesson. She's like, just turn it into a move. Also, that's like the dance move. It's like if you fall, just turn it into a move with your mm -hmm. hair. And like, that's mm -hmm. it. That's how you recover. Yeah. Take the lesson with you. Yeah. And, and even even more like outside of the literal like tripping up, but actually the experience of like eating metaphorical shit, like, you know, and when you just have a really off night or like you just do really shitty 
And it's yeah. like the resilience of recovering from that in real time, the like level of rejection that sometimes you experience in that space is like pretty damn high. And where I oh, you gotta go home and cry. You have to go yeah. home and cry first. Or into the bathroom. Like a day off, take a week off. And then figure out who you are and then go back in there. And then sometimes, I mean, then over time it gets less uh, painful, right? I think sometimes it's just, it's just painful. But over time you kind of learn too, like, okay, rejection. Here's another rejection. Cool. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm going to go back on the floor and continue to dance naked and vulnerably and have awkward, ridiculous conversations anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So I would love to know, like, what has your experience? I, I know I, I heard you on another podcast. I believe it was, gosh, now I'm blanking on what podcast it was that I heard you on. But um, you were talking about how your experience of being so out in public as a stripper has actually or became a problem at some point to some clubs. And yeah, that's I had to really, it's insane. It's, I that's mean, so it's like, fucking look, insane. I could have owned it. I could have been like, yeah, I'm Jack the stripper, pay me. But it's not, but that's my boundary. Like it wasn't fun for me anymore. It wasn't my fantasy. Like my, mm. cause it's like, I'm also a sexual being with my own fantasies and then like and that's what I show up to the club with like it's also my kink that I'm sharing with you I'm not just like a fucking like white canvas of like whatever the fuck you want to project onto me and so stripping stopped being fun when I couldn't be my stripper character anymore like when I started being recognized as Jack because like I feel like this sort of like moral obligation as Jack the stripper to be like an upstanding citizen but like my stripper character was like nasty in the corner and i loved her but like i couldn't like they were two different girls and like they just they like, couldn't they couldn't be in the same room together so it sort of forced uh... me into retirement and it was really sad for a long time because i didn't i it took me a while to come to this conclusion and there were a ton of really like and I, I like you know i said some shit on the internet and then i go into a club and i'm like hire me they're like bitch get out of here we don't like you and it's like fair i did say some on some like you know critical things about the way you run your business i understand that you don't want me to work at your business because of like our like our different opinions like whatever it me it was meant to happen i do miss stripping but i'm also like so into being a weird art lady in the woods and i love stand up comedy more than anything and it's like who knows where that slut energy is going to go, but it's going to be epic. Mm. You know, yeah. she's not gone. She's just transforming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause that slut energy, once it's open, it's not going back inside <laughs> any no. closets or uh, no. they're not turning the faucet off. It's just here no. to stay. More faucets, a waterfall. <laughs> my yeah, totally. Oh my gosh. I feel that it's, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, what yeah, license? Well, I'll survive the club. Hi, boo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sucks yeah. to find out. You don't want anyone blowing up your spot. Like, you're in character. Mm -hmm. You know? Anyway. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, there's a, that difference between, like, it was an interesting distinction when uh, nobody knew what I was doing, and it was, like, my little secret, and I it felt different. It feels different now that people know, but I actually feel more free too. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's just an evolution. It's just yeah. like different. 
feelings, yeah. different experience along the way. You're evolving. Yeah. <sighs> yes, we're always constantly evolving. Um, so what I, what I would love to just hear, I'm really curious to know what your experience was like consulting for hustlers. Can we talk about that for a second? Yeah. How did that it go down? <laughs> yeah, I got an email and they were like, do you want to audition for this movie? And I'm like, yes, obviously I want to audition. For yeah. This movie. I auditioned for the movie. I meet Lorene Scafari, the director and writer, who's amazing and such a great ally to sex workers. They offer me the part and they call me and they're like, hi, we also want a consultant on set to make sure everyone's comfortable. Can you also do that? So I got paid for two jobs in one day. Talk about like, Fuck yeah. moment. and so that, and it was amazing. Like everybody was so responsive to my notes and respectful and and so down to like do a good job at like portraying what they were trying to portray and mm. that was like I you guys I'm a comedian I'm an actress like I have been waiting for my opportunity like everybody's exit from sex work into something else looks different but this was my shot and it was a really fucking good shot like the fact that this was my first movie like huge <laughs> like, crazy I'm so into it I'm so proud of it and um as you should it be only inspired me to to like lean into like oh my god I do want to act more and I always felt like um I was never good enough to be an actress or and like there's so many more pretty people and more talented people that I would just never succeed in that industry and yeah, hustlers gave me this opportunity to be like no bitch you belong here come teach us and like Jennifer Lopez is sitting there like touching my boobs and being like what would I say in a situation like this and I was like <laughs> and I'm just I'm like doing my job getting paid to be felt up by Jennifer Lopez as you do and uh <laughs> and then like it was amazing and it was like just being on this huge operation of like making movies and whatever you want to do after stripping whatever that is if you're watching like the opportunities are going to come to you and you got to take them. You have to take mm. them because I thought stripping was going to be forever. And like, I wanted it to be. And like, look, stripping in my heart is forever, but like whatever comes up to you, you have to take it. And like, look, there's ton of criticism about hustlers too. And totally valid criticism. And it was really hard navigating that because it was like a big break for my career. And also like the biggest drag and traumatizing experience as an Instagram person mm. I've ever experienced in my life. So it was wow. like, just like I'm saying, it was high, it was low, but you know, not everyone's always going to like the choices that you make for yourself, but I'm so glad I did that movie. It was so fun. Loreen is so cool. I want to work with her again. I want to work with everyone again. I was hanging out with Lizzo in like the scene who I'm like, I had tickets to her show the following week. I was like, just so you know, I'm a super fan. I'm going to your show next week. And like, we're like sitting in the scene and she's like putting her flute in my boobs. Like, it was amazing. Amazing. Obviously. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It looked amazing. I'm so happy to know that behind the scenes, it felt amazing too. That is it such a cool. huge, yeah, it's such a huge accomplishment. Like, fuck, who, who gets to be felt up by J-Lo on the big screen? Like Me. Me Ooh. and Ben Affleck and A-Rod. And <laughs> I don't know what other women. I don't know what other women, but that's not my business. Right. It's not, it's not you. You can't help but be the chosen one, you know? I can't help what it. Can you do? There's some golden titties, right? They're famous. Yes. I've even felt oh that so many people. Oh, my God. Wasn't always great, but that was a good one. She was gentle. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh. I'm just imagining JLo touching my tits right now. She touched this yeah. hand because I'm a JLo super fan and she touched this hand, but that's not my tits. It's like a whole different story. That's okay. So, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's beautiful. But so, We're connected through Jennifer Lopez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her, um, you know, whatever, her germs <laughs> have been on us. No germs. <laughs> so blessed. So blessed. I didn't prepare. Okay. Keep, sorry. I'm just moving. Location. Okay. Yeah. That's all good. So, I mean, we talked about a lot of cool shit. I would love to know like what you're up to right now. I know you're doing watercolor and painting. What is on the horizon for you? What are you most passionate about right now? Like, how can we support you? We support your work and your, you in general. You can support me on Patreon. I would love to see you on Patreon. It is so hard to get people to vibe on Patreon. It's um, a cool platform, though, because you get to just, like, throw a couple. It's like tipping me on the regular. I would love that. My mm. Patreon is Jacqueline Francis, and that's where I show my art. So I'm doing a lot of collage, digital collage of, like, porn and, like, housewife imagery because that – I can't tell too much about that part of my life yet, but I'm working on some projects that are – really personal and I'm not ready to share with the world because usually I I'm kind of like an artist who came up with Instagram so I was like as soon as I share it I can't press share fast enough like I'm really mm -hmm. uh trigger happy with that and I'm trying to I'm growing from that I'm 34 years mm -hmm. old I'm learning that sometimes it's good to sit on things so I'm sitting mm -hmm. on that and I'm doing some large-scale paintings here I this one behind me see that Ooh. This is one of my paintings. It's big. It's like three and a half by five feet. It's big. So I'm going to have a wow. show in the fall in New York. And then Ooh. I'm going to finance my first film. I'm making a movie about Brian. So, Oh, my um, gosh. Brian, your alter ego yeah. character that you play, right? Yeah. So I'm making a movie. So I'm doing a lot. But it's like, it's like I, I feel I've, lo I've been very grateful for Instagram. But it's so limiting. It's such a small square. It's like a two by two inch square. And my, my world is so much bigger than that now. So I'm just sort of like throwing my weight around and seeing what happens. And mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. But I'm just like really focusing on enjoying my life. I went swimming today. I got my nails done. Look at this marble oh, hey. manicure. Oh, cool. I love it. And yes. yeah, I'm just... Uh, you know what? I saved a bunch of money from being a stripper. And it's like, what the fuck is that money for? It's to enjoy your life. So I'm just like enjoying my life right now. And I'm not working so hard. I'm working on like myself, like capital S self improvement, going to therapy, reading books, working on all of my trauma, because I don't know about y'all, but I um, am a people pleaser. And mm. being a stripper is a huge part of this because you don't say what you mean, you just say what you think people want to hear. And a lot of my relationships start feeling like stripper relationships with clients because you're just so used to making the client happy that you don't actually know what you want. And there are some serious setbacks from living that way. So I'm, I'm like mm. unlearning all this like conditioning I used to survive, but I'm like, I don't need to survive like that anymore. So I'm having a huge yeah. transformation is the short version of a answer I could talk to for hours. So that's mm. what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. So many cool things on the horizon. And I, I, I love hearing you say that 
you know, like, I, it's just not that, not often enough that I get to hear women say, like, I am, you know, doing all of these amazing things with the money that I saved and getting to yeah. be in my passion and live my art and, um, and, and see where it takes me is just so fucking refreshing to hear. I want that for everyone, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so thank you for sharing where you're at on your journey with that and letting us know how we can support you. And you're so right about Instagram being so limiting, especially when it comes to sexuality and nothing. It's like, we can't, mm -hmm. we can hate Instagram, but it's how we all found each other. Right. So yeah, it's, it's not a total piece of shit, but it is a turd, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like it, there's, it, there's like a big turd on it. And like, there's, there's like, it's not everything, like not everything we do has mm -hmm. to be shared on this platform. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you just so much for giving us your time and energy and effervescence and sharing part of your story. I highly recommend y'all uh, tune in to Jack the Stripper's Instagram and beyond that, really go into go into Patreon and be a supporter. And, yeah, come on um, Patreon. You can see pictures of my fun parts. You can look at my naughty <laughs> artwork. I will answer your DMs on Patreon. Don't do that on Instagram. So if you want to mm -hmm. talk to me, Pay me two dollars a month. It's like right because you give so because much. I wouldn't do that in the club. Mm hmm. And you need <laughs> to give so much. It's like people expect free content at this point, but let's let's stop that. Like support artists and support people who yeah. are doing cool shit, so that you know that's the avenue we want to pour into, so that we can grow those avenues and and have more freedom. So let's yeah. let's support. Yeah. yeah thank you so much for taking My the pleasure. time to be thank here with us for having me and congratulations on a year of podcasting that's huge it's a huge commitment you're obviously loving it so keep doing it i love it so much thanks for being so I love talking radiant. to you you are ah. exactly that ah. <laughs> yeah thank you thank you for seeing me i appreciate you mwah, mwah, mwah. Okay, so I'd love to hear your takeaways on this episode. Please feel free to reach out with feedback at sensual underscore radiance or email me at sensual.radiance at gmail.com. And I know you want to follow Jack the Stripper and support her on Patreon and her art and all that good stuff. So check out the show notes where you can see it there. And her Instagram is at Jack, J-A-C-Q, the stripper. If you want to know more about my Pussy Empowered offerings, please Tap into PussyEmpowered.com where you will see the link to my latest performance class that's happening in real life in Los Angeles and also my virtual offerings. Thank you so much for tuning in. Share with a friend, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. It really all adds up and I really appreciate the support on this journey. Thank you. Until next time. <laughs>